Thank you for joining Down the Line. My name is Brett Scora, and I'm your host. To me, there are three days that stand out as being the most significant in your recruiting process. The first is the day that you decide you want to play in college, and you begin taking the necessary steps towards being recruited. The final step is the day that you commit to a school to play volleyball, because that day ends your recruiting journey, and you begin a new adventure towards becoming a college athlete. The step that we are talking about today is June 15th. That day is significant because it's the day that Division I and Division II schools can begin communicating with you, and then all of the pieces that come along with that. So without further delay, it's time to go down the line. Let's go. So let's paint the picture. You're a freshman or sophomore, and you just sent out your most recent round of emails telling schools that you're playing in an upcoming tournament and maybe sending them a new highlight video. Next thing you know, you get a notification that you have a new email in your inbox. So you open it up, take a look, and it's some version of this. Greetings. Thanks for reaching out to us about your interest in this university. Unfortunately, we are unable to communicate with you until June 15th going into your junior year of high school. One of the things that we are capable of is sending you some information regarding our summer camp series. Attending summer camps is a great way to learn from our coaching staff, see our facilities, and showcase your volleyball skills. Head to this website for more information regarding camps and dates. Also, please take a minute to fill out our recruit questionnaire, which allows us to get to know you better, and I've included the link below. We appreciate your time and effort in communicating with our staff and look forward to seeing you at camps. Sincerely, Coach Z. Now, depending on when you started your recruiting process, whether it had been as a 15-year-old or as a 16-year-old, you're likely to have gotten some version of this email many times. The other thing that coaches have been able to do is ask you to fill out a questionnaire, send you camp information, or simply email you telling that they can't really respond to you. And per NCAA rules, this June 15th date now changes all that. Schools will be allowed to email you, text you, call you, and have direct interactions with you on social media. So my goal today is to kind of help give you an idea of what you can expect, how to prepare for it, and how to plan ahead moving forward. One thing to keep in mind is that the amount of interest and the number of schools that contact you on June 15th is going to be directly related to the amount of effort that you put in prior to this date and the accuracy of which you targeted schools. For example, if you cast a wide net and you targeted schools that were probably a reach athletically, but they were your dream schools. If you targeted schools at a slightly lower level, that may have been more of a potential fit and then as well as targeting schools that were in your comfort schools where you knew and that people important to the recruiting process shared with you that you could go and have an impact immediately then you're likely to have the schools that think that you're a fit for them they're going to be the ones that contact you on june 15th if you're only targeting schools that were your absolute reach schools that were your dream schools to get into the entire time you're probably not going to have much success unless you're one of those very few elite athletes that those schools actually target. So keep that in mind with just the amount of interest that you receive. So let's first start with what's likely to happen. There will be some schools that send out emails or send out texts at 12.01 a.m. I strongly recommend making sure your phone's on do not disturb. That way you get a good night's sleep. And that way you can start your day fresh and prepared for everything that's coming. Most schools will either email you or send you a text first. They're going to let you know, hey, this is Coach S from this university, and I'm very interested in you. This is my number. Please shoot me a text to set up a time to call. I'm very interested in getting to know you. 
some coaches are going to set up a group text with all the coaching members in the staff. Some people will send out emails first. Now, because this is the first time that schools have been able to have any communication with you, that's exactly what they're going to be doing on this first round of talks. They want to get to know you, things that you're interested in as a person outside of volleyball, what you're looking for in a school, in a volleyball program, academics, any particular majors you might have. We want to get to know if your personality fits in with the culture that they're trying to build in their gym. Remember, coaches recruit culture just as much as they do talent. By this point, if they are setting up a call with you, they know your volleyball level and they think that you can at least be a fit in their program. Now, what they don't know is your personality, your competitive level, your likes, and things that you're looking for if it's a fit with what they need. Now, some people are going to have some obscure major that eliminates a school from consideration because simply they don't have it. For example, if you're looking to go into nursing and a school doesn't have nursing, likely they'll be able to try to figure out a way to help guide you to this road indirectly. Or they'll simply have to cut ties because they don't have the major that you want. So these are things to keep in mind as you go through this June 15th and beyond is that they're just on information gathering right now and they want to find out if you're a great fit for them. Here are some things that you can expect. There will be schools that tell you if you're their top recruit, they can say, hey, you're at the top of our list. But they're really not going to make an offer usually until they get to know you. And if they do make an offer, because this is the first day that you're allowed to have communication, they understand it's very early in the recruiting process, and so they're not expecting a commitment. My best advice is that anytime somebody displays interest in you or offers you, is always respond with extreme gratitude, right? Thank you for your interest in me, and I'm very flattered that you think I'm good enough to be a contributor to your program. And I'm very flattered by your offer. It is very early in the recruiting process and I'm really looking forward to finding my best fit, getting on campus and trying to see what's going to be the best for me moving forward. Coaches understand this and they will not be pressuring you to commit, especially early on. One thing through this all that I want to stress is that June 15th is the first date that schools are allowed to contact you. It's not the only date. There's June 16th, June 17th, 18th and on. Make sure you're not overwhelming yourself with too many phone calls right away. And you don't have to talk to every school that contacts you on the first day. Schedule your calls, space them out so you can process information and be best prepared for the next school, as well as take notes and keep track of things from your previous call. Piece of advice is to that when you have these conversations with coaches, if you can have another set of ears listening to the conversation so they're taking notes, that can really help you after the conversation to kind of have a debrief, to reflect on things that the coach said, things that stood out to you, and things that were significant towards that program. That way, as you're comparing different schools that maybe come into the picture in a couple weeks or that identify you as a person of interest after your next tournament, you can compare these conversations with ones that you've had, you know, on this first day of contact period. And please also understand that if a school contacts you on June 15th, it doesn't mean that they are more interested in you than a school maybe say who contacts you for the first time after AAUs, because that might be the first time that that coach was able to see you and evaluate you. It just means that the schools that contact you on June 15th, they place you in high regard, but also they might've had an earlier chance to evaluate you.
I'm going to answer some questions that I receive typically during our June 15th prep calls. The first one is, is it unrealistic to make 10 phone calls in a day? I think that is absolutely too many. It's a good practice to manage your time and take control of your process. And you need to set a time each day to focus on your recruiting. Schedule time to answer emails, to reach out to schools who haven't contacted you about setting up a phone call but that you're interested in, and then also continuing to grow your interest list based on these schools that are or are not contacting you. Also, after this June 15th, you have nationals coming up so it's likely that there's going to be schools who get to evaluate you for the first time or that they identify you for the first time at this event and so you're likely to receive communication from them after this tournament so the next question if a coach asks you where they stand on the list should you answer honestly my answer is yes and no so if a school asks this especially early in the process they want to know two things one are they in consideration do you like them as a potential home for the next four years? And who are the other schools that are interested in you? Now on June 15th, if a school asks this, it's really based on the schools that you're interested in. So it's okay to say that you have a few favorite schools, but at this point when schools are starting to show interest in you, then your list should be really based off of people that have interest in you and that you like them. Right, because you can have 100% intention of going to a school, but if they don't have any interest in you, they're not really on your list because you're not on their list. So if you're asked about having offers from any other programs, be honest. And if a school asks where they are on the list of your school, it's fair to say that you're not ready to answer or that give a more vague top five answer if that's the reality. Now, keep in mind, you're not likely to receive offers on this first day, and schools are really just trying to figure out who you are as a person, if you fit in with their culture, and where you are in your terms of recruiting as far as schools that are on your list. College coaches that I talk to about this process typically don't expect you as an athlete to give you their entire list unless you're receiving offers from all of your top schools. And then especially if you've been talking for schools for the first time, you might not have had a chance to talk with the coaches yet who are interested in you. So talk to coaches that you have interest in and get to learn a little bit more about them. Talk to other people that might have experience with the school, like a recruiting coordinator or a club coach, and then sit down and make a pros and cons list for all of them and evaluate what opportunities you have. You might already have a favorite school or two that may or may not have given you an offer and then trying to figure out numbers three through five and really give them a chance, get more information from them and set up a visit if you have the opportunity. Schools are okay knowing if they're a top three or top five on their list. Just if you say that, know that they're probably thinking that they're number three or number five. But visits really can change a lot. I've seen it happen a lot. And also, remember, actions speak volumes too. If you're calling a school or trying to schedule a visit, then you're showing them that they are a priority. Another question that I often get is whether or not it is realistic for you to respond to everyone. And I covered this in the episode where I talked about the mistakes that recruits commonly make. And yes, I think it is not only realistic, but that you should be planning on responding to everyone, whether they first make contact with you through email, text, or call. I think that you should respond to everybody. Now, you might respond to everybody by text. You might respond to everybody by email or a combination of the two, but I, I think that everybody deserves some sort of response and coaches will always respect you for your communication. And remember, returning contacts from coaches is very important. 
Coaches change jobs. A coach that is contacting you today might be at your dream school tomorrow, and you don't want that ignoring their contact simply because they were at a school that you might not have ever heard of or that you might not have been that interested in initially. That's a huge mistake. And so, yes, take time to respond to everybody. And as schools are contacting you, you're starting to grow your list, you're responding to everybody, and you're beginning to have relationships with these different coaching staffs, it's very important to do your research. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means watching some of their matches online, following their social media, maybe read a press conference where the head coach was talking after a win and as well as a loss. These are great ways to get to know the coaching staff, their temperaments, and their philosophies. Because remember, on a phone call, you're likely to get the best of everybody, and you don't really have a true sense of what it's like in their gym and their program, but these press conferences and these games are a great way of doing that. Especially now after COVID, when most things are virtual or online and available to you, take your time to do the research on that. Another thing that you can do is in those press conferences is try to see what some of the leaders on the team are saying. For example, like the girls that are getting interviewed after a match, see what words they use, how they're talking about the game, and kind of how they react to each other. And most of these, you can find that on the school's website, on their volleyball page, as there's different news about different matches throughout the season. So do some research and then just use that as a guidance in determining schools that seem like they'd be a right fit for you and in your ranking of those schools. And just as you do research into a school regarding the athletic side of things, you need to know about the student athlete side as well. So taking a school's virtual tour or maybe their virtual academic visit, that's a great way for you to see campus, learn about the schools and the other side of campus that you'll be spending your time. This can kind of go into formulating whether or not a school would be a good fit for you outside of the athletics because that's very important as well. And then as you start doing this research, it gives you some more talking points for with the coaches and you'll be more equipped with questions to ask them about the program, the family, the school, and like where you fit in with the team. And this is a way to stand out by showing them your investment in their program. And remember, coaches like people who are interested in them. That's a great way to stand out. I have a document that I share with all of our recruits, but it's very important for you to have a list of questions of things that are important to you that you are able to ask of each different coach, especially the things that you've identified as being most important. You're going to ask those questions to each of the coaches you talk to, to kind of see where they weigh in, what their responses are and how they approach those different things. And if you get a chance to ask these within the natural flow of the conversation, that's awesome. Or if they may answer some of those for you already, but in having those list of questions available to you during your calls, that's a great way to finish a conversation as well. Because at the end of every conversation, it's inevitable that the coach is going to say, do you have any questions for me? That's a great way to show your interest and to get to know information that you have deemed important by asking those different questions. Now let's talk about what we need to do if your phone isn't ringing off the hook on June 15th and your inbox isn't exploding with interest emails trying to set up a phone call. So the first place would be to cast a wider net than you already have. This means contacting schools that are in a different conference, in a different region, in a different division, different playing level, and really get a reach out to schools and have them tell you no, rather than being too small, too specific. And that way, ultimately, you get to find a choice. Because as we've talked about before, the overlap in level of volleyball is very, very wide. There are schools at the Division II level that play a higher level of volleyball than those at Division One. 
you live in Florida, most of you, and your conference is one of the top three Division II conferences in the country, and you have a lot of schools that would beat Division I schools inside the same region than if they play on a given night. So a lot of the overlap in recruiting happens between those there. And if you're not sure who to look at and who to contact, that's a great time to make sure you reach out to your club coach, your recruiting coordinator, and have them help you decide which schools and which areas, which divisions you should be contacting. Getting this guidance and then taking that feedback and really chasing after your own opportunities, that's going to be the way that you take that success from maybe disappointment on June 15th to getting offers to play in college and recruiting by the end of your 17th year. And the last question is, if you're a sophomore and coming into your junior year and you don't get recruited this summer, will it be too late next club season? And that answer is a resounding no. Even if you don't get an offer this next coming club season, it's not too late. Junior year is a great time to get recruited. You're closer to the time you'll actually play at the university, so coaches can get a better evaluation for you. Hopefully, you'll know more about what you want to do, and that also helps you find a great fit. And there's no such thing as a normal timeline anymore. There never has been, but now that you add COVID-19 and the new rules, you're going to see people move at all sorts of different speeds, especially if you are talking to schools that maybe are high academic schools that have a later evaluation and later acceptance rate. You're going to be at different timelines to those different schools. And then because college coaches really haven't been able to talk to you and you haven't been able to find out the schools that are interested in you, this is going to be a sort of a filter time where it goes through. Now, you are going to have schools that reach out and have people come to campus in August for official or unofficial visits. And since you can't even get on campus for a visit until August of your junior year anyway, it's 17th is a great time to be committed, right? Take those visits, get to know the schools, and then your 17th year, you're going through the bulk of your recruiting process, and then you're controlling what you can by researching schools that are fit for you geographically, size-wise, academically, and reach out to schools with video and ask if they need an athlete in your position in class. So if you're not getting the interest that you are hoping for on June 15th, don't worry, it's not too late. Ultimately, as we work through the recruiting process, our end goal is to hopefully receive offers to play at several schools that we deem to be great fits for us, and we have our choice to pick from there. Remember that offers to play can be financial offers from D1, D2, NAI, and junior college schools, but a Division three school can only offer academic money, not athletic. So an offer to play is still a spot on the team. They're recruited, everything that there's just no athletic money involved with it. But that is our goal is to get that offer. And so when you do that, there's some questions that you might want to keep on hand to find out what you need to do to go through. For example, if you do receive an offer, you should ask possibly, what is your timeline for my decision? What does this offer entail? How many years are you offering if you're working with a D1 program? And what is my out-of-pocket going to be if you're working with a Division II NAI or JUCO as you figure out the financial package that would be combined with academic and athletic? Are you offering any other players in my position as well? Are we being offered for the same scholarship or can we both accept scholarships and be on the team together? How do you decide playing roles in each position? How many of my position will be on your roster my freshman year? What role do you see me in as an under and upperclassman in your program? Can I give you my answer after I've made a visit? Is there a specific weekend that you would like recruits to come and visit? 
And if yes, when is that? And one of the questions that college coaches are likely to ask you is what is your timeline for the recruiting process? Because they're unlikely to give you a timeline, but here's how that comes into play. They're, they're likely to tell you that there isn't one, but they get pressure from another recruit. Say you're the school's number one and they're getting pressure from the number two recruit doing it to her wanting to come and say yes. Now, most coaches are going to let you know that they need to make a decision. This happens a few times and if you're just not ready to decide, that's up to you, but doing the most research possible, finding time to get to campus so you can see students on campus, see a volleyball game, see practice, that you can make that decision. Those are questions to have with your club coach or recruiting coordinator to kind of determine when you need to commit quickly in that position or when it's time to kind of feel things out and hopefully you can find another school that's the best fit that their timeline matches up with yours. Because if a school is late in their recruiting process and you're just beginning yours, it may be urgent for them to try to find somebody for that fit. But if you're just starting that recruiting process with that school, you might not have all your questions answered yet. So that might not be time where you feel comfortable saying yes right away. And it's okay to wonder how interested a school is in you. Like ask to set up a phone call. And one of the questions you can ask is where are you on their list of athletes for that position and for that class and ask them for feedback of why you are where you are and what their timeline is for offering the spot and what it is they can see from you that would allow them to decide that you were the one that was the best fit for them or not. So that being said, with all the moving pieces, all the different conversations, the campus, the visits, the size of schools, location, distance from home, and scholarship offers potentially, you're going to need a way to keep track of it all. I have recommended this to my athletes for years is to keep a Google Sheet where you can add your club coach or recruiting director so they have access to it as well but this is a way for you to keep track of the schools ultimately allows you to start ranking them to keep notes about different schools as you ask questions that are important to you you can type in these answers on the google sheet and that way you also have a way of comparing these things that the schools have to offer head to head it's going to be really hard if you take notes in a notebook and then you have to look through different pages to see the different things, the different questions. So I really think that if you do take notes that you put these answers into a spreadsheet and then as you ask schools these different questions as they rank as you move up, move down, as you start getting offers, you can really keep track of this pretty easy. And that's a really great way to do that. And a lot of athletes that I've worked with in the past have done this and they recommend that this is a great way for them to keep track of everything. And you can put the things in the headings that are important to you. And lastly, just remember, you are not alone. You have a club coach, you have high school coaches likely, and you have recruiting coordinators that are in this position to help you be successful navigating this very tricky recruiting process. I hope you're able to use this information to help guide you through the excitement that comes from finally being able to communicate with the college coaches, as well as helps you thrive through the rest of the process. To find out more feedback about the recruiting process, some tips to avoid making, and to hear firsthand what some tribe alumni went through during their time in your shoes, please check out some earlier episodes of the podcast. Also, if you found this episode to be helpful, please share with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in, and thank you for being a part of our tribe. This is Down the Line. Look, getting into college is stressful for everyone. It doesn't matter if you're a student, 
a student athlete, or a parent trying to help navigate a landscape that has changed so much since you yourself went through this process. And whether you're getting your recruiter to play sports in college or not, having someone walk you through the admissions process from start to finish is extremely important. I'm very excited to announce that we are forming a partnership with Your College Contact. Who is College Contact? Well, they are a technology platform that connects high school students with college undergraduates for more affordable and accessible college admission advising. Translation, your student gets to meet with a current college student at their favorite university. Once you set up an initial meeting with them, they will match your high schooler to a college student based on your preferences. This college student will mentor and advise your high schooler through the entire process. From forming a college list to brainstorming and writing college essays to applying for scholarships and financial aid. The best part, it's extremely affordable. And use our special discount code to receive 20% off all services. Just use the code TRIBE20, that's T-R-I-B-E-2-0, at checkout to receive the discount. For more information, check the link in the description below. Now, back to today's episode. At Tribe Volleyball, we feel that we do a really thorough job of helping you navigate through their college recruiting process. And our goal is to help you find a college home where you can be successful both athletically and academically. And while we're really locked in on the volleyball side of the equation, we can always use a little help on the academic side of things, specifically when it comes to helping our student-athletes navigate the world of high academic colleges. Perhaps you've ever wondered about whether or not you should be filling out your schedule with ACE, AP, or honors classes. Maybe you've had questions about how you can separate yourself from all the other students going through the same process that you are. Or even if you've simply had questions about how to navigate the college admissions process in general. This is why we're excited to be partnering with Your College Contact. Want to see College Contact is all about? Just take a look at the platform's marketing videos, which they have an audience of over 13 million viewers worldwide. And once you've witnessed how College Contact has helped over 1,500 students just like you get into their top college choices, go to their website and use the code TRIBE20. That's T-R-I-B-E-2-0 at checkout for 20% off any of their services. Please see the link in the description below for more details. Now, back to the show.